Earthy Girls is a mother-daughter duo who love the planet and all things green. Raquel is a Dallas-based florist, while Rebecca is a lifelong gardener and artist. Together, they co-create beautiful gift boxes with recycled florals, paper, and wax. Together, they are the Earthy Girls. Hey, Raquel. Hey, Mom. How are you? I'm doing good. I'm enjoying this beautiful Texas rain shower we've had. I know some places have gotten a lot of rain, but we are very grateful for it, aren't we? Yes. Unfortunately, we will mention um, some of that in climate change because there were parts of the Metroplex that got extreme rain. And I'm grateful to say that we've got that wonderful, gentle, continuous rain all day. It's finally stopped, but it's been very pleasant. We haven't had a whole lot real fast, so it has been able to soak in. I'm hoping you had the same situation over there. Yes, it's been just a nice little rain all day, a little bit heavier at some times of the day, but it's been off and on and really nice. I'm grateful. My, it looks like my grass is coming back alive. <laughs> the trees are the trees are talking back and ready to, you know, start growing again. And everything was starting to die out here. It's just so hot. Yes, it's so sad. So sad to see all the crispy brown grass and the trees that look like their leaves are just wilting. So yes, so grateful for that. Well, speaking of uh, grateful, what did you think about the podcast last week? I thought it was good. Yeah, I did too. I thank you for, you know, holding down the fort on that one. I thought it was a great show and you taught us a lot about just our ways to reduce light pollution. And it is really sad to hear that our love of lights and electricity have, you know, confused mother nature and confused the sea turtles and other animals that rely on the moon and the stars for migration and mating. So I'm definitely trying to do my part of turning my lights out and just not contributing to the noise pollution problem or light pollution. Yes, our fear of the darkness has been with us since, you know, mankind began. And we've just kind of taken it a little too far because darkness is good. You know, it is the opposite of light. And like we talk about constantly, uh, a balance is what we're seeking. So we do have to have enough of the darkness, uh, not only for our friends in the animal kingdom, but for us to get some good shut eye and not wake up cranky, you know? Exactly. Oh, man, I had to put that one in there because I am a cranky riser, as you well know. So let's get on to what we did for the planet last week. Raquel, what did you do? Well, you know, I'm just an earthy girl and trying to be earthy in my everyday life, no matter what, even in the times where it's not cool, it's not sexy. You got to carry around bottles in your bag because you can't find a recycling bin you know, or you don't find the product that you want to buy because there's just so much packaging. So I've been, you know, just really intentional, making sure that I'm buying packaging that's glass or paper or even products that have no packaging at all, like shampoo bars. I love finding things that don't have any packaging. And of course, fresh produce, you know, if you, there are plastic bags when you go to the grocery store for your produce, but you know, grab a bag that you have at home. I've got some, some farmer's market bags, a little cloth muslin bags I take to the grocery store. I put my fresh produce in so I don't have to get those little trash bag, those little plastic bags. And if I do end up coming home with them, I use them a couple of times again before they go into the trash. They're, you know, for dirty diapers or for, you know, things like that. So just really, really working on my packaging. And I found a new friend 
on Instagram and I was just really impressed with she shows us what her trash is every single month and it's Ooh. you know you can put it in your hands and so we can do better I can definitely do better with my trash with my waste and so every single day just thinking about that and being more intentional so especially gifts you know Daisy's birthday is coming up her third birthday so I'm planning her party for this weekend and I've just been very mindful of all the single-use plastics instead of buying you know plastic culture and plastic plates and plastic cups just trying to reuse things that we already have here uh-huh. and then if I have to buy plates you, you know use the plates we already have here that we can just wash them or the compostable plates I do like some of those products Uh I found some good brands that I like that are, Hey, I can literally just put them in the compost and they'll go back into the earth. And that makes me really happy. You know, I love to compost and and there's a lot of good rewards that come from composting. So if I can find a product that is compostable versus just waste, I love to be able to, and it may be more expensive, but you know, our value system is important. What we value, what we put our, our, our money into and we're buying matters. And so I'm also been thinking about, you know, those little favors. Every time I go to a party and I come home with the party favors from friends, little plastic, you know, toys that are just going to end up in the trash. And so I've been, yeah, I've been more mindful of that thinking, okay, do I need all these tiny little unicorns? We're having a unicorn theme party. Do I I need a tiny little unicorns? And does everybody need, you know, three or four things in their favor bag? Or can I do something that's just you know, buying one thing that's more intentional. And, you know, I also always think about, I don't want to put all that on somebody else. You know, what if they're more minimal like me too, and they don't need all those little toys. So, and also too, just telling people that they don't have to bring a gift for her, you know, your gift is your presence alone and just coming and spending time with us. And we've got a bunch of little friends and I just said, don't bring any gifts. Y'all just come hang out with us. And, you know, honestly, that helps the planet, you know, we're producing less waste. And, you know, just thinking about the dangers of plastic and making sure I don't have those in my home when possible. Because we've talked about how bad plastic is for the environment, but it's also bad for the health of our bodies and our children's health as well. So just being very mindful and intentional. I think I repeat that over and over again. But really, that's what being earthy is about, don't you think? Yes. And don't be surprised, and I'm sure people are going to, you know, they're going to turn that frown up, but I'm going to turn it upside down because guess what? I'm not going to be buying all kinds of pretty little bags to put her gifts in because her Mimi's bringing her presents, but she will be getting some recycled bags. So just a heads up. And I did that. I went to the bridal tea party on Saturday, and guess what? I walked in with a gift in a ginormous Panera bag that you gave to me when we were helping somebody get some baby clothes. And I brought that in and I got a couple of sneers and I even got a laugh from Alexis. And I was just like, she was like, girl, what are you doing? I said, Hey, I brought this in a recyclable bag, but I didn't say, Oh, I'm a nursery girl. Cause you know, it's not about me at the bridal teach party, but that's exactly what I did. I brought in a bag and I sat there and watched all the cute bags with tons and tons of tissue paper. And I just sat there, Raquel, and I was just like, don't say anything. This is not your show. Don't say anything and just let it go, you know, because I'm going to work extra hard when someone else isn't. So it's raining today, Raquel, and I got a day off from gray water. And I'm super excited. As you can tell, I've got lots of energy. So, uh, and I picked up two big bags of trash yesterday, last night, actually, down at the lake when we walked the girls. And Sunday's a really good day to come and clean up because it's, you know, the weekend's over. It, 
you know, thank goodness it's back to school. So because in the summertime, we would go on Monday and clean up the beach. Uh, but now people are back in school. So the kids are back in school. The parents have to be home. So there's a little bit less trash, less partying on Sunday. So I'm super excited about that. And, you know, I recycled, picked up a lot of beer cans. And then there was this huge mound of Corona bottles, little Coronitas. I had already done my two big bags. So I said, oh, I'll just have to come back tomorrow and get it before it gets into the water. So that's my goal later on today as I run down there and get those glass bottles. But food waste is becoming, you know, more of an entrenched habit. You and I talk about the 21 days. So that food waste, you know, monitoring the food waste, getting really kind of deep into my bones. And then I've been saving seeds like crazy, you know, because I'm doing a lot of lemon water, as we talked about, and lemon in my tea. And I'm saving those lemon seeds and drying them out because I did lose my big mature lemon tree that I had for years in Snowmageddon. So I'm hoping I can start these seeds over in the wintertime in the, in the greenhouse, and maybe I can get a couple of plants out of them. And then we are reusing, we try to reuse everything, you know, that's, that's something that you do, I do, and I know a lot of people do that as well. So we're having a big event up at the, up at the lake cabin in September. So, um, you know, as a former event planner, I still have a few odds and ends left in my cabinet out in the garage. So I got creative uh, with it and pulled out some of those th different things that I used when I was planning Cinco de Mayo. So I'm super stoked about reusing this and Big Papa, your stepfather, was like, I can't believe you still have those things. I'm like, I know, right? I found a use for them. So super excited about that. And then I'm going to start doing, uh, keeping a container in my car for when we do go out to eat. When I get, you know, think we do Thankful Thursday or we will do Small Business Saturday. And I'm just going to, you know, now that we can kind of go back out safely. Uh, we have gone into restaurants a little bit, not a lot, but, you know, still being cautious, but I'm going to keep, you know, a container that way if I do have leftover food and I'm stuffed since I am trying to eat less, uh, consume less, then I can, you know, have my own container and warm it up the next day. So uh, that's pretty much it for me, Raquel. Let's move on to Climate Change Watch. The Mexican president has declared a state of emergency. 60% of the country is experiencing extreme drought and taps have run dry. Mexicans are standing in long lines for hours to buy water and in many cities, volunteers are handing out bottled water. Meanwhile, in Mexico City, they are rationing their water as is Monterrey. People are calling for water reform, especially as it pertains to big business. And in New Mexico, 160 people were stranded in the Carlsbad Caverns State Park when flash flood waters raced down the mountains. They were eventually evacuated later that night. And closer to home in Dallas, Texas, we received 15.6 inches of rain and Bulk Springs took the brunt receiving over 12.6 inches, and one woman lost her life as her car was washed away by the currents of the raging floodwaters. Texas can and does typically experience extreme weather. However, the summer was one for the books. 
and the ice shells are melting faster than scientists originally thought at a rate of 13%. Meanwhile, people in Somalia are in dire straits as children and animals are starving to death in their fields. Help is on the way, apparently with grain from the Ukraine, but it may not be enough. That's it for climate change this week. Stay tuned for more. The study of our gut biome, also known as a microbiome, is fairly new and in its infancy. Researchers liking it to understanding the deep blue sea. They know there are things down there, but what? Recent studies have shown a direct correlation between our guts and our brains via a 24-7 biochemical communication, and they have named it the gut-brain Access. Hey Raquel, so we did really good on our what do we do for the planet, but today we're going to talk about something that's near and dear to our hearts. And it's inspired by a book that you have for your son. We're going to talk about our gut gardens. And what is a gut garden? So let's dive into that, Raquel. But our microbes. Yes, and we're coming here today as the earthy girls, right, as a former science educator, and I am, you know, an herbalist in training, and Becca B, she is our in-house journalist and reporter, so we are just giving you guys the facts. You know, we'll talk later in the show, we are not medical professionals, but we do just want to be able to educate you on the gut garden, and of course, if you feel like, oh, maybe I want to learn more about this, you can do your own research, and you can speak to a medical professional, but we're here educating, right? Because knowledge is power. And, you know, I'm a science girl, studied botany and biology in college. So I love talking about this because this is something that's relatively new. We didn't really talk a lot of it about the gut biome and how important it is, like you said, how it's correlated with our brain. And really just everything is affected by our gut. So microbes are tiny, tiny little life forms that are microscopic. And they come, in, they come in literally millions of shapes and sizes and are everywhere. And when I say everywhere, I mean everywhere. They are in the air we breathe. They're in the food we eat. They're in the surface that we touch. And they even live in our bodies. That's what we're talking about, the gut biome, this biodiversity in living inside your gut. So there are actually trillions of microbes living inside of our bodies. And we can say that we're more of a home for microbes than we are people because it's true. (laughs) That's funny, Raquel. I like that. And so if you think about it, yeah, we are the, we are a home for all of these living microorganisms inside of our body. And guess what? They help us. So there are good and bad microbes. There's good bacteria. And there's bad bacteria and you've heard of some of the good and some of the bad. Mom's going to talk about some of her favorite here, but bacteria is a microbe and bacteria is a single celled organism. They can be good. They can be bad. They can be harmful, but guess what? Most bacteria is good for us. Uh And we also have archaea, which just means an ancient life form. And most of those have been on the planet for a long, long time. They don't live with us. They're mostly, you know, like at the peak of a glacier or deep within a volcano. So there are some very ancient life forms, microbes, and then there's viruses. And we've heard a lot about viruses because we're very aware of the virus, you know, pandemic that we've got going on. Um, So people know a little bit more about viruses, but guess what? 
viruses are usually bad because they cannot survive on their own. They have to hijack other cells in order to reproduce. So they're often very harmful to humans. And so that's like the flu virus, obviously the COVID virus. They literally cannot live on their own. And so they have to hijack your body in order to reproduce. Yes. What is known as parasitic because there's three different types. You know, there's mutual there's con- like a consensual where, you know, they help each other, you know, they're mutual, they help each other. Symbiotic is the yes. scientific word for that. Symbiotic. And then there's the parasitic. And so, you know, like you said, there's the good bacteria. They, they know how to work together. They know how to send chemical signals. They communicate, believe it or not, the bacteria communicate. Um, but yes, those viruses are parasitic. And at any given moment, Raquel, we all have some of those that are living in our body, in our gut, right? Yeah, definitely. You know, we talked about archaea, the bacteria, viruses, and then fungi. And, you know, we've talked about fungi because you've done some show, shows on mold, but um, those are, they're usually bigger cells than bacteria. Bacteria is usually just a single celled organism, which we are multicellular organisms. We're composed of trillions of cells. Bacteria is just a one cell organism and it can survive on its own. But you've got fungi, which are mushrooms and yeast. Mm-hmm. And usually they like wet and damp areas. So I'm sure there's a lot of fungus right now going on, but we need fungus too, because they help decompose matter. And that's what the compost is all about. So there's usually fungus living in your, in your compost, decomposing everything. So yeah, there's good and there's bad, but for the most part, bacteria is good and it does help us. But you know, you've heard of harmful bacteria like E. coli that can make you sick. So that's why it is important to, you know, clean countertops, but you don't want an environment that is, you know, so sterile. So. Yeah. So Raquel, um, if people can, you know, a visual that may be kind of disturbing, but think about how the compost smells. If you, if you are a composter, you know, that smell. So in our guts, uh, that's what that fungi and those bacteria, they have to break down the food that we eat, right? So we do need uh, a certain amount of those to break down all the stuff that we put in our mouth, right? Because elimination is a very important thing that human beings have to do. It helps keep, a, it helps keep us, you know, safe and clean. So yes, Raquel, tell us a little bit more. I think I'm going off the topic here, but let me go back. So I'm going to go back to what I was wanting to say about that. You know, bacteria, I mentioned this a little bit earlier about how they communicate with one another. So bacteria, actually, they make the neuroactive compounds. Compounds, if, if anyone understands the brain, people understand, you may have heard this, it's a fancy word, neurotransmitter. Don't be afraid of the neurotransmitter. We need those. Those those are actually the pathways in our brain that are, you know, giving us the signal to, you know, speak, giving us the signal to, you know, raise your hand, giving your signal to, you know, sleep, eat, everything. So bacteria actually make 90% of those very important pathways. So why are they so important? Well, we just talked about that. But here's another thing, people. They regulate our emotions. Now, that was new to me. I, I, I did take a class many, 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 many years ago in my undergrad, and I, we did, a, uh, in a psychology class, we did a little bit talking about how important it is for the, to keep your neurotransmitter pathways and how we're constantly, and ways to increase those, you know, like meditation, deep breathing, they help increase your neurotransmitters, but they regulate our emotions, you guys. So, you know, we understand what melatonin is, we understand what serotonin is. So we need serotonin to help 
we, we need it at a good optimum level so we can have emotional health. So we will have, we can deal with the stress of life. We need to have our brain, you know, produces 75% of that, but guess what? I mean, our brain produces some, but 75% is produced in our intestines. So think about that, Raquel, our emotions are in our gut. And I used to say that to people a long time ago, because, you know, when you do yoga and you meditate, you read a lot about the chakras. And I would always say, you know, when I would see somebody, I could tell by looking at their health that they had some emotional issues going on within them. And you can see that, you know, that's a whole nother show. But 75% of what we need of our serotonin, it's in our gut. So think about that. Not only are we... Um, not only are we putting ourselves at risk when we're in such a very turbulent time in the planet, like we are currently right now, a lot of people are experiencing mental health issues. Some are taking it too far. Everybody here listens to the news and sees the gun violence. We all know that. But think about it. It's, it's almost as simple. If we take care of our gut, the rest will follow. We, we can have optimum hope. And, you know, the other thing that is so important, and this is what I want you to talk about, Raquel, you know, our gut garden is where our immune system is. And you've always known that, you know, being our science girl. And you understand how an unhealthy gut garden, what it can do and how it can turn our bodies against us. And then talk to me a little bit about what will happen, you know, when your gut biome is not at its best, you know, immediate health problems and then some of those long term health problems. Yeah. So, I mean, the role of microbes are, there's a lot of different roles of microbes, you know, um, to deactivate toxins that enter our body. We talk about how toxins enter our body all the time through the air we breathe, the food we eat, the water we drink, the products we use, right? Mm -hmm. um, and so microbes can actually help deactivate some of those toxins. They make vitamins in our bodies that we can't make on our own. They help break down the food in our bodies to absorb nutrients. And like you said, they help our brain and our immune system. So, and some things that can damage your gut garden are an overuse of antibiotics. So mm -hmm. if you are somebody who does get a lot of infection and you're constantly giving yourself or your kids antibiotics, what that does is it kills all the bacteria in your gut. And remember, we talk about there's trillions of microbes in our body. And a lot of those are in our gut. And guess what? If we kill the good ones, then in a lot of us have taken, you know, antibiotics and then we've gotten sicker, right? Because we need our good bacteria to help our immune system. So things like antibiotics can, can harm your gut garden. Things like having a very sterile living environment. If you're constantly bleaching everything, we've already talked about how we don't love bleach you know, for not only our ourself, the toxins, but also, you know, flushing that back down into the water systems that get back out into our oceans and our rivers. But having it an environment that's too sterile can be bad for your gut garden as well. So some things that can happen from an unhealthy gut garden are things like inflammation, which we know can lead to disease and cancer, right? Leaky yeah. gut. I've heard that word so many times in the last two years. I don't think I ever heard of the term leaky gut yeah. until the last couple of years. And I just hear it from holistic and functional medicine doctors over and over and over again about how many people have leaky gut and they have all these health issues that, you know, it's because of their gut garden. Crohn's disease, IBS kidney disease. So obviously anything with your intestines can be damaged. Um, IBS, kidney disease, weight gain. If you're just gaining a lot of weight for no reason, but you're not, your diet hasn't changed much or you're still exercising. 
have some issues with your gut, like you said, mental health issues, headaches, severe headaches. And then even something I learned recently, just researching for the show was that a bad gut garden can actually create skin issues like acne and eczema. So that was kind of new for me. Yes. And, um, something you love that I didn't put in the show notes, but I made a mental note to myself, you know, what also can help us have an unhealthy, uh, gut biome is our absorption of heavy metals, Raquel, you know, yes, yes. Metals, but the heavy metals can help contribute to uh, our unhealthy gut biome, our unhealthy gut garden. So, yeah, and and it, it's kind of, you know, your best friend's an esthetician, and she sent you that wonderful picture about how to look at your face, and if you're having, you know, a pimple here or, or a big breakout here on different parts of the face, how that can indicate which organs are being affected. You know, that's something I feel like needs to have we need to have a show on that and bring jenna in because yes that's our, our face is our mirror right you walk in you see somebody whose face is all broke out or you can see that there there's something there there could be an issue with their diet correct so mm-hmm. can- and how many times after the holidays when we've been eating you know <laughs> our routine of eating because you know i especially since last year when we had the black mold issue and we had the detox, we've been very clean eaters over here, but you know, I'm never going to turn down some birthday cake or, you know, some pie Thanksgiving and some, you know, champagne to toast the new year's. And after I always detox after the new year, because my skin is broken out, I feel so sluggish and tired. And it's all because of, I've just completely messed up my gut garden, you know? Yes. So diet can profoundly affect your gut garden. Uh, earthy girls, earthy guys. That's what we, that's what the show basically is here because we're not only just going to talk about the bad things can happen, but we want you to know, know what you're growing, know what you're growing in your gut garden people. So the good foods that can, you need to eat to help have a healthy optimum operating, you know, healthy microbiome. Uh, Raquel, let's talk to our friends about foods that are good for your gut. Yes. Well, I mean, just having a diet, a natural food diet of like of whole foods. When we talk about whole foods, we talk about fruits, vegetables, whole grains, right? Um, not a lot of dairy, things that haven't been processed, things that are from the earth. And again, things that have been grown in the dirt. We've talked about how important the soil is for our gut. That was one of our most popular shows as to why we're revisiting this whole um you know, topic today. So yes, foods that literally come from the earth that were grown in the dirt are great for your gut, but also fermented foods like kimchi and apple cider vinegar, kombucha, sauerkraut, yogurt, miso. And guess what? All of those foods have probiotics. So those are good bacteria that you can eat that it come from foods that we know and science has shown over and over again. I've got a link. I'll put it on the show notes from Harvard Health. I love to go there for Harvard Health. I trust that source right there. We know that probiotics are great for immunity. They're great if you're taking antibiotics. Every time I've given one to my kids, which we don't rush to the doctor when we're sick. You know, I'm an herbalist. I'm plant-based over here. So we do a lot of teas and foods and, you know, detox baths when my kids are sick instead of rushing off to, you know, the doctor to get antibiotics because I know that that can completely wreak havoc on their gut garden, right? Um, And Half the time I give my kids when they were little for ear infection, I didn't know that I could do things that were natural like garlic oil or that I could eat more garlic or eat more onions. And you could literally kill those viruses and the bacteria that are making you sick. So food is so important. And we've talked about that on so many shows on our in our 
Facebook group when we talk about, you know, detoxing your domain and you are what you eat. So it is so important. If you are feeling sluggish, you are feeling tired, you feel like you've got some irritable, irritable bowels, you know, start a food diary, see what it is that you're eating and start adding in some of these things like fermented foods and probiotics. And like you said, you take a probiotic every day. I do. And FYI, Raquel, you grew up in a house full of onions and garlics and that's why you yes. <laughs> So you just don't like the taste of them, but now you're understanding as an herbalist, now you're understanding why your mom cooked with so many onions and garlic. And yes, um, as we age, folks, you know, like everything, we get, you know, the check engine light comes on more often and our gut is a mirror of our overall health. And so as we age, as things begin to break down as they should, uh, you can supplement your diet. Uh, with a prebiotic and a probiotic. I actually uh, have taken quite a few of those upon my doctor's instructions when I was getting a lot of infections, Raquel. I was getting mm-hmm. a lot of and I'm prone to sinusitis. And she told me point blank, up your vitamin C and you need to take a probiotic every day, no matter what you do. And because I had asked her, I was like, can't you just write me a prescription for when I get an infection? And she was like, no. I'm not doing that. You're going to, you know, you've got to just make changes in your diet, Rebecca. And, and I have, um, and you know, Raquel, I'm working really hard more on that because I know as I age, things are going to break down. The plumbing breaks down, everything breaks down. And so you can supplement, you know, someone like you, who's in your, you know, your, the spring of your life, you're super healthy. You may not need a probiotic, but you know, like you said, you can get that through some of, you know, some yogurts. And especially if you look at when they say they'll have the trillions of active, they'll they'll have all the active uh, components and and they brag on that now. So just pick those yogurts. But if you're like me, you know, you can supplement your diet with a probiotic or a prebiotic and a probiotic. And, and, you know, like you said, your sister-in-law does take a teaspoon of ACV every morning. I mean, I put some in my water this morning and it's yuck, but guess what? I drank it. So, because I know my gut garden needs it. So Raquel, I feel like we've really, you know, kind of, I know we didn't get super deep into the, you know, all the science, but we, we don't want to scare away our listeners because, you know, a lot of people, they hear the word science and they're like, oh, not for me. Let me turn on Netflix and watch something. <laughs> I know, but it's that we talk about being empowered and knowing your own health and how to keep yourself healthy. Since I've been on this herbalist training, I'm proud to say, knock on wood, but I have not taken myself or my kids to the doctor in over a year. So, and we did get the bad virus, you know, but we were, we treated ourselves here. And that's just because I understand what the body needs to heal itself. And so when you talk about prebiotics and probiotics, you know, probiotics are really just tiny little microorganisms that you can eat. Um, like bacteria and yeast, and then the prebiotics actually feed the probiotics. So you're just constantly working on, like you said, this gut garden. It's you've got micro, you got this microbiology, microbiome, all these organisms growing inside your body, and you want to keep them happy together. Like you said, it's a symbiotic relationship. They get to live within you, but they're also keeping you healthy, from you know your gut health to headaches to your skin to your mental health. You know that was something I learned new about this today from you. So thank you for teaching me that gut health is important for my mental health. Yes, unfortunately, but fortunately, there's always a plan in life. Uh, when your mom was in undergrad, you know, at North Texas and taking you along for the ride. 
Um, sometimes I couldn't get those classes that I wanted and I would end up, you know, I basically have a minor in psychology. Let me just tell you that guys, <laughs> because I took so many psychology, I could have, it could be my minor. Uh, but I learned a lot about the neurotransmitters and I learned a lot of way about how, you know, people think that your brain is done once you're, you know, 25 or six. Some people say six, some people say 25. Our brain is never done. We can always we can always, always increase our neurotransmitters. Did you know that's something we can rewire and refire and make new neurotransmitters? So our body is our best friend and it's always, always, always working on our behalf. So let's help it out a little bit, y'all. Let's help our bodies who are trying so hard to do so much for us. Let's help our gut garden grow and know what to grow. And Raquel's going to put that link and I've got a couple of links too. I've got one, um, I think it's from the Mayo Clinic, which I like to follow them, Raquel. And then I've got one that's from a natural herbalist. Uh, so it's basically a homeopathic doctor and she's got her doctors, her doctorates. So we'll put those links on. And if you need to dive deeper and you love to read science and all the words, well, guess what? We'll, we'll give it to you. But yeah. You know. And if you're feeling, you know, I do have some issues that, you know, haven't been, super serious, but I've got some headaches. I'm feeling sluggish. I've got some, a little bit of weight gain. I don't know how to get rid of it. What's going on, you know, seek medical attention, but also pick up a book about gut health and, you know, start thinking about how everything really has a ripple effect, right? Everything affects everything. So everything that we eat and we drink, it affects our entire body. And if you eat for fuel, if you eat to feel good, you know, there's definitely foods that are going to just make your life better because they're going to make you feel better, make you look better and your whole body is going to be happy. Yes. Your whole body will be happy. And the circle of life that as, as we know, whatever we put in, it comes out of us and then it goes back into the mainstream of all things. So we are all tied together. So um, anyways, Raquel, I think this is pretty uh, fascinating topic, one we may have to uh, revisit again as we get more expertise. But and if, and if y'all want more, go back to our episode and I'll link that too, where we talked about the soil, your gut. And just remember, our soil is not getting much better, guys. It's getting worse. So uh, do what you can now. Uh, do something very, you know, just do something small every day for the planet because planet Earth, uh, she needs us. So Without further ado, I guess uh, next time we meet Raquel, uh, we'll be doing a fall gardening series. And next week I'll pop on with a mini uh, and then you and I will get into September and start talking about fall gardening, something that's very cheerful. I know we're so excited. I'm really happy for this rain. And I hope wherever you are, wherever you're listening, that you are enjoying some of these cooler temperatures because it's been a very cool, mild August compared to the beginning of our summer. So and I usually base off months and remember them by my children's birthday. So <laughs> I remember last August 27th was about 104 degrees. And this year, the high for her birthday is 90. So that's a 14 degree difference right there. Oh, gosh, it's going to be a lot easier on us with mm -hmm. all the people breathing on one another. So, uh, OK, Raquel, well, great show. What are we going to say to everybody? Stay earthy, friends. Stay earthy. Bye. The Earthy Girls are here to inform, encourage, and inspire you to take that one small step for our planet. If you like this podcast, 
leave us a review. If you love it, download it and share it with a friend. And leave us a message. We'd love to hear from you. And y'all stay earthy. Thank you.